romantic truth where you think Don't forget that you can stream and listen to both the Romantic Truth podcast and Jossan's music on Apple, Amazon, Alexa, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and on other platforms. Gracias por escuchar La Verdad Romántica en Las Vegas con House and su anfitrión. Advisory. The content of this show is designed for listeners ages 18 and older due to the adult nature of topics and conversation. Welcome listeners to the Romantic Truth podcast from Las Vegas. I'm M. Hollister-Graves from the United Kingdom, and please allow me to introduce your host, Jowson. Hi everyone, Jowson with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas. Got a good show for you today, because we're keeping it real, baby, yeah. Well, what are we going to talk about today? We're concerned specifically... Gen X women that are divorced. You can listen on, no matter what gender, race, ethnicity, background, sexual persuasion. Like I said, this show is designed for everyone, globally, as well as domestically. I talk about issues in Thailand, Russia, different places when it comes to dating. It doesn't matter. Because we're all human. We live on this small planet. And no matter how different we say we are, we're all the same. We just don't want to admit it. Because of pride. All right, let's carry on here. What we're going to talk specifically about today are some of the problems that women in their 50s are dealing with and some that are old after divorce. leave my comments after you hear some of the excerpts. You know what I think is the hardest part about dating? I don't know if it's any age group. I am, to be honest with you, I'm over 50, which is hard to even admit. Found myself divorced in my mid-40s after a 25-year marriage, raised our kids, and there I am. It wasn't what I wanted, but it was what it was. And I'm a very honest, authentic person. I tell it how it is. And it is a very strange world to be dating and not feel like you can just lay it out there and say what it is that you're feeling and be okay with however it lands. And I find myself sometimes even in conversations that maybe are trying too hard to validate the other person's lifestyle and behavior and putting our own needs sometimes aside because we want to keep that thing going for a while. But like tonight, I'll share with you and the guy I hang out with knows I make these TikTok videos. We've been hanging out for about six months. And um, it's not further along in any kind of exclusive situation, primarily because he his life is in a totally different circumstance than mine. Young children, recent divorce, I'm long past all of that. So I have a lot of freedom in my life 
and I'm just not cut up, caught up in all those entanglements. But I certainly can empathize with the fact that he is, and I do. And But I will tell you that for me, I can't tell you how important it is to have somebody just lay it on the line. Tell, tell me how it is. Tell me. Tell me how it is. Now, you don't need to repeat the same thing over and over again as if it isn't something I want to hear <laughs> necessarily. But I also want to be able to tell it how it is. And whether that is you, us telling each other how we feel about each other, or we're telling each other how we feel about each other dating other people, or we're talking about our whatever is going on in that situation, I think honesty is kind of um, something people don't feel really comfortable with anymore because we are vulnerable and we're in a situation that leaves us in, we're going to get, we're, we're likely to get hurt or we're likely to scare that other person or we don't feel like we have the right to ask something of that other person or tell that other person where I feel like if we were just laying it all on the line and letting the other person then make the choice, let me make the choice. Tell me everything that is going on and then let me make the choice. You know, I mean, let's just say we have bad habits and you haven't told the other person you're a smoker or you haven't told the other person that, um, I don't know, you have an obsessive need to mountain bike all weekend long. <laughs> I don't know what the example is. Whatever it happens to be, you don't know how that other person might process that. And they might actually be quite okay with it. I think there needs to be a much better line of communication. And if you're in a situationship and you have not decided that you're not exclusive yet, but you don't want that person to date, tell them, tell them how you feel. Don't control them. Don't tell them they can or can't, but tell them I'm a perfect example. I'm in a situationship. I am. And it's a long story, but no, he's not married, but there's a long story involved in it. And I'm okay with it. I really am because truthfully, I'm not sure that I want a, a diehard commitment either yet. However, I'm not out there with other guys dating a bunch of guys either. So I'm entertaining this. I'm enjoying this. I'm very much into the other guy. I would rather tell him that I hope he doesn't date somebody else than risk him going out one weekend thinking I just don't care and tying one on and going home with somebody because we've never expressed our feelings towards each other. I'd rather say... I really hope you don't date somebody else. I'd rather you didn't. And I want him to tell me the same. Because honestly, if somebody comes along and I'm interested in them and we have not had that conversation, there is a good chance I'm going to go out with that guy. And if I go out with that guy, what does that mean? There's a good chance I'm going to hit it off and it might turn into something more than what I'm in now. But if I have not heard the guy that I'm really into express that he cares about that, not that he controls that, not in a narcissistic way, but that he cares about that. No, I really do care about you and I'd rather you didn't date somebody else. I'm probably going to consider that when that other guy comes along because I'm, I am into this guy. But if 
you act like it's no big deal and you don't care and another guy comes along, there's probably a really good chance I'm going to go out with that guy and may hit it off and, the, and vice versa. I would expect the same thing. So I'd rather just tell you, this is how I feel. You do with it what you want. This is what I prefer and don't prefer. No control, no strings, no whatever. But this is where I am. Let them then make the decision where they are. And if you guys don't meet up on the same eye to eye, then let it go. It is what it is. But you don't give yourselves any chance if you're being not telling each other authentically how you feel. That's just my two cents about it. I thought I'd share that with you tonight. Be honest. All right, folks, let's unpack some of this. There's a shocking reality she has to realize first. He's not into her. He's not sharing with her. He probably started out purging with her and then kind of pulled back. You notice she mentioned something about repeat, about he's probably repeating some of the things as far as the reasons why he can't open up or won't open up or some of the issues he has. That's because there's an X factor lingering. As I told you before, there are four things you have to accept with a person if you're going to date them for a relationship. First is their character. Two, their behavior associated with the character. Three, the situation that's associated with that person's behavior. And four, the X factor, which is at the discretion of the person that you're in a relationship with. So they may decide not to tell you certain things because they don't feel as though it's the time, they don't feel as though it may be relevant, or they may feel as though it may hurt your feelings, or they may feel as though it may be too embarrassing. But whatever it is, the ball's in their court. Now what she would like to do is for him to expedite his decision so that she can have all of the information to make a decision on him. He's not going to do that because he's pursuing someone else more than likely. He's investigating all of those mutual friends that he and his wife had. Because now let me tell you something, ladies. Many of you don't know this. When a man gets divorced, oh, you'd be surprised the women that will come and put their bid in. I didn't think that was true until I got divorced. I had more women coming at to me after I divorced than before. Before, hell, I was going out there trying to find women. Didn't have that problem after, as soon as I got the divorce. In fact, one thing that I want you to understand, when it comes down to a situation like he has, He's doing what many of you ladies do when you're online dating sometimes, when you want to go out with all the guys and see which one is the best. Well, he's at that point more than likely. And see, the thing is, she's been in a vacuum for 25 years, even though she got divorced in her mid-40s and she's in her 50s now. So she's had a lot of time in order to navigate things where things are clear on her side of the fence, meaning that she doesn't have kids, she didn't have a lot of uh, logistics to deal with. She's more transparent. Problem is, 
she doesn't know the value she has in that position. Because what she's willing to do is to devalue herself in a way in order to be with him. This is what women do many times over when they have a guy that they like and they make the exceptions to the boundaries and the rules for him. And sometimes they extend them a little bit too far. He's not communicating with her for a specific reason. And I guarantee you it's something he's already seen in her that he is not comfortable with. He's not going to tell her. Because it would look like he was bullying. The next thing, you notice she talked about control. Well, the only control that would be taken in that relationship is the control she's giving him by telling him pretty much, give me choices so I can make my decision. Instead of taking control and saying, I'm making the decision. We're not communicating. You're not being considerate of me. Maybe we don't need to go any further here. But see, the problem is she's now won over by this guy. Now, I don't know whether they were intimate before or anything like that, because that will have an impact. But one thing that I will say is this. You notice she talked about honesty. Getting it all out there. Transparency, in other words, as well. If you look on any profile for any woman that's on a dating site, you will see the word honesty usually in the area when they're looking for a guy. Well, guess what many of them fail to do in their own bio? Put that same word in there. Many times they're looking for something that they don't possess. Now, I'm not saying that applies here, but who knows? The other thing, being upfront and open. Some people can't do that. They literally can't do that because they're not really prepared for a relationship in the first place. It may be something convenient in order to vent and in order to garner, what does she use? Empathy. You see, when a man has a problem and is really on him, he may go to anyone that will listen as female. But usually he'll go with someone that he's looking at as a potential target, a resting place. That's the reason why many times the mistress will always know more than the wife does about their own marriage and relationship. Because he's gonna purge, he's gonna tell her everything. The perfume you like, what dress you don't like, and what he's trying to do in that point is to get her to comport herself to his liking so he have more justification to leave his wife if he's gonna do that. But very few men leave their wives but if he finds that one woman that will give him the incentive to leave, he's gone. She called it a situationship. And sometimes you can call it a relationship. What it means is that it's a nebulous existence between two people without really any boundaries or rules. He kind of prefers it that way. He doesn't have to be accountable to her. 
He didn't have to worry about taking her out all the time. And he has a built-in excuse. He's got the children. I don't know if he has full custody or not. But in any case, those kids have to be fed. Those kids have to be clothed. She's beyond that point. She even admitted it. What you're looking at is a mismatch in lifestyles. And that's the biggest problem that she doesn't see that's right in her face. He's more than likely looking for a younger girl to help him with those kids. He's not looking for an older woman that he will have to take care of and take care of the kids too. The other thing here, she put this on TikTok. So even though she tells him, oh yeah, honey, I'm, I'm just gonna go and put this on TikTok, blah, 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 blah. The problem with that is, as men, we don't like our relationships in public. That's the reason why a lot of men get upset when you share things with your girlfriends. And if that girlfriend has a crush on your man, Oh, she's going to drop the dime on you and you're going to think she's the best friend ever. You guys have been BFFs for decades. Nothing. Nothing. Hear me out on this. Nothing will stop the desire of a woman. When it comes down to intimacy, when it comes down to a relationship, she will figure out a way to make it work. There's some women out there that I dated in the past and I call myself trying to ease out of the relationship before it got a little bit too deep because I knew that wasn't the right person. They tried to give me pussy like it was cough medicine. Like I was a kid. Oh, you're going to take some of this. As if that was going to win me over. When I'm looking, I'm seeing the flaws right there and I'm like, nope not the one now here's another thing too to keep in mind she's also doing more work than she has to to try to get this man because what she wants to do is to find a relationship so she can nest this is not the one this is not the one. If he's not sharing his feelings, see, one thing you got to remember when it comes down to a person in a relationship, not one like this, but in a relationship, when a person doesn't communicate with you, that's rejection. When a person isn't considerate of your feelings, that's disrespect. So you have these two things going. So what she needs to do, instead of talking about him having control, she needs to get control of herself and her feelings. This is the kind of relationship someone that's around in their 20s should have. A nebulous, 
friends with benefits type situation. And it really has no meaning for the most part. And by the way, they're seeing other people. And she's talking about she'll be tempted to go to another man. And she's trying to plead that last cry for help. I want you. Please, just open up so I can be with you. And he's like, why should I even throw a life raft? Or a life preserver? I'm not interested. I have more odds in my favor now. Be divorced having more women interested in me, empathetic women, because I have children. And I've probably shared this with other women. Now I can just choose the one I want. And this is what I mean, ladies. Sometimes you will go up, over, and beyond something that you are so interested in that you will fail to see some of the other things in the periphery that are obvious red flags. He's giving her the biggest red flag ever. The damn thing looks like the Chinese flag. The only thing he's missing is just the stars. It's right there in her face. And here's the sad thing. And she shouldn't let this happen to her. Hopefully it won't. She gets into a relationship with the other guy or some other guy that she's with. And then he gets rejected by the woman he wanted and now he wants her back because she was old faithful. And she goes and falls for it. I have seen women leave marriages because the guy that she wanted is now divorced. And usually those relationships don't last long. The marriage that she broke up in order to get with this guy. That marriage only lasted, I think, at the most three years. The only thing he did was pull her through a lot of emotional trauma. This lady has to worry about that. There's nothing wrong with her kindness. There's nothing wrong with her sensitivities. There's nothing wrong with her attention to detail. But the problem is, she's actually spending more energy on the wrong type of guy. The kind of guy that would probably be more suitable for her would be one that is lifestyle compatible. Already has kids gone, don't have to worry about that. It could just be the two of them to share their feelings. Because he's probably going through some things with the ex-wife, who knows, that he can't really share with her. Hell, as far as we know, he could probably be still sleeping with the ex-wife. You don't know. That's the most complicated thing in any relationship is when that person has an X-factor. The thing you don't know that they still have to lay on you and they're debating whether or not they should or shouldn't, whether or not it's significant or isn't. There was a lady in Alabama had a 34-year-old daughter that she had given to a friend after birth. Well, this young lady found out who her biological mother was. She had already had other children with her husband. They had been married God knows how many years. And this 34-year-old woman comes up to the door and calls her mother. 
And the woman tried to deny it. And the husband, he was shot. She had gotten pregnant as a teenager and gave up the child. She never told him about this daughter. So there's no telling when the X factor can hit. You would hope your partner is honest enough with you, but honesty comes with one word, comfort. Ladies, the reason why most of these men lie to you, they don't feel comfortable or adequate enough at times to be with you, so they lie. But you gotta remember, you have the power as the woman when it comes down to dating and starting the relationship. This lady doesn't realize the power she has. And of course, many of you yield that power when you get someone that you really like and you make excuses and exceptions and you bypass the red flags, you collect them and just put them in a drawer. One thing that would be a big mistake is just to get with another guy because he's available. But if you noticed how easy she said that, you know, if another guy asked her out, she more than likely would go out with him. That right there may be one of the things that he's looking at and to say, well, hell, anybody could take her if I got with her. So that wouldn't be a good option either for him. And ladies, let me tell you something. You ladies over 40, let me tell you something. It's nice that you're independent. You don't have to go around like an activist and talk about how independent you are. If you've been married and you're divorced, you've already established your independence. You're preaching to the choir at that point. So there's no need to trying to big yourself up anymore about that. I wish this lady the best in her endeavor with this gentleman. Hopefully he's forthright and decides to share his feelings with her. But here's the thing. But what she's delivered here She'll be willing to accept a subpar relationship over one that would be more lucrative for her emotionally. But then again, I could be wrong. But this is what I get from it. another bad date story time. So I moved into a new apartment and I had furniture being delivered, but I couldn't get time off of work to be there myself. So I asked the guy I had been seeing for a very short time if he wouldn't mind staying at the apartment to let them in. He didn't mind and I found out why. 
I get home from work and there's all my furniture and all of his things. What? Totes. Tote after tote after tote. And some glass end table that was an elephant. I have no idea what that thing was. So what is a girl to do when you walk in your apartment and find someone else has moved their ass right in? Might need a part two for that one. All right, now you know this is only obvious. One thing that I'm going to tell you is this. When it comes down to trusting someone after you've been married. I had that problem when I was married. I was only married for three years, folks. Short period of time. But I learned so much in those three years from my wife who's been married longer before. I observed and listened. And here's the thing. When it comes down to a relationship, you're coming out of a marriage. What happens many times over, you have a sense of innocence to a degree. Because you've been in a relationship where that person respected you on a level, and sometimes you take those expectations after the divorce out into the real world. And people may not be so accommodating Clearly, he took advantage of the opportunity. Well, she's moving in her apartment. I'm moving in with her. I'm a man, so there we are. And this is not the only excerpt you're going to hear about this type of uh, behavior. As I told you before, when you're first dating someone, it's best for them not to know where you live until you're comfortable enough invite them over. You don't know who you're inviting into your home. I had a friend of mine years ago that was dating this lady. He took her to his place. And he got kind of whizzed out when mail started arriving to his place with her name and address. This at his address. Now, why did this come about? Was because of the fact that she was looking at the fact that where he lived, the insurance rates were cheaper on automobiles. So when he asked her about that, she played the victim card. Also, you don't want me in your life like that? You have another woman? Bluffed him into moving in. When she moved in, he come home from work. She's in the living room entertaining her girlfriends. Something that he wasn't uncomfortable with and something that eventually she didn't even have to give him a heads up about. She just did it. What you've experienced in the past doesn't necessarily apply to the future when you're dealing with a total stranger. I know we would like to have those accommodations. Sometimes we'll get with someone who's already been married before and we think that they would have a certain decorum. You'd be surprised. 
you still have to go through the stages of learning them, letting things develop, letting things evolve. Now, a couple of other things here with this. Many of us sometimes have the expectation that I made a good choice in a partner. So therefore, by default, they're going to respect me and everything associated with me. Please don't be so misguided. You have to be objective. You could have 90% of convincing going on for yourself, but keep 10% of skepticism and objectivity. There's another excerpt I'm going to play for you where the lady, i tell you what, I'll let her explain it in the next uh, segment. She could do it better than I could. But here's the thing I want you to understand about this and about this behavior. Your expectations may fall short what that person can actually do. I know it sounds simple, but a lot of us sometimes, especially you ladies, you expect too much out of someone and you get what is called the halo effect or halo bias. You like one thing about the person, they can do no wrong on anything else. It's represented by an ex-president that we have that's doing that same thing and has that same aura on other people. What you have to look at more than anything, if a person steps out of a boundary and you're like, well, wait a minute. Um, why did you move your things into my house without my permission? Well, I thought well, think your ass in another direction. That's what needs to happen. Because see, once this is normalized as behavior, oh, it's going to get worse. It's going to increase. This goes for you men, too, that move women in. They'll try to leave something at the house, kind of mark territory might leave a dress or change of clothes. And then they'll know. They will know. Because see, what they're gonna do at that point is mark you inside their territory. You guys may not have been dating that long. Then it gets comfortable, they get comfortable to a point where, you know how we usually have it where a person would call before they come to visit? Then they'll get to the point where they're going to break that barrier down and say something to the effect of, so what if I come over here? You got something to hide? Putting you on the defense. just telling you, especially you guys, especially if you're dealing with a woman that's still married, separated, 
or are still in a relationship with someone else, she may gradually start building her wardrobe up at your place. Give you all the lovies and warm fuzzies and everything. That's because she's prepping to leave him without telling you. And before you know it, she spends a weekend at your place or she stays at your place while you're going to work. You come back home just like the guy in New York did that moved the lady in. She had put all of his furniture in the storage and ordered new furniture. Be mindful of that. Because some of you get very permissive and especially if you think you're going to lose the person, you'll say, well, I'm just going to let that happen and, you know, I'll keep an eye on something else happening. Because you're being tested. A friend of mine would tell me when a woman would leave a dress over at his place and try to put it in the center of the closet so when you opened it up, you'd just see her dress and then see his clothes, so she was marking her territory. Said what he used to do is take the dress, put it at the back of the rack. And she would get upset with him. Why are you doing that? Do you have another woman over here? He said, maybe. Another friend I had. He had a girlfriend. She was very petite. Bought her a dress. They broke up. She didn't want the dress. Didn't want to have anything to do with it. Being that she was the build of the woman that he liked, he'd hang that dress in his closet. And he said what he would do is razzle-dazzle the women when they would come over to visit. Hey, why don't you try this on? And she's excited because it's brand new. No matter how good she looks in it. And it was going to stay in his closet. Because now she feels as though she has some equity. I got something over at his place. And fellas, let me tell you when she's really trying to mark territory. When she leaves panties. Because she wants to make sure that another woman would not be in earshot. And women will pick up knowing when another woman is around. I don't know what that is, but they got that instinct and they know. And you could try to gaslight them all you want to. Oh, you must be imagining things. They know. They know. Usually, it'll start with the toothbrush, face cloth, towels. And she probably want to come over to your place and clean it up. She's customizing it, saying, hey, you know, this is going to be pretty nice after I finish. She's making it comfortable for herself. Some of you guys dealing with married women who like home and hearth. Oh, she may take you to the store and buy new drapes. Get everything laid out so she will not have any kind of breaks from being at home. Her home is set up the way she wants it, and your place is going to be set up that same way. 
continuity. Watch that. Because what you're looking for, you're looking for her to acknowledge and to ask. See, this gentleman didn't ask. He just went in and just bought his stuff in there at her place. Well, I put it in. As they used to say, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than to ask for permission. That's what's happening here. You're not going to believe this. Even I don't. The part I don't believe is that I found myself in that situation. Here it is. Date number two with the gentleman. First date, he drives, he lives about an hour away, drives up here. We go out to a nice lunch, uh, early dinner, you know, four o'clock. So an early, early dinner. We had a nice time and a okay conversation. Nothing really exciting, but uh, he wasn't, he didn't ask any questions about me. Um, he told me a couple of things about himself, but he was perfectly fine not saying anything, just eating, and then he wanted to come to, back to my house. He wanted to see where I lived. So we did come back to my house. We sat on my patio, and we, uh, he didn't like the outside. He wanted to hang around inside, and I, like, I, 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 go home. You know, I, so I graciously sent him home. Date number two, he calls me and says, I'd like to see you tomorrow. Are you going to, you know, is that all right? I said, oh. I can shuffle my schedule around and I'll take the afternoon off from work. I don't get a lot of time off, okay? So I did that and I said to him, I said, hey, there's a big event going on that's gonna be really great here in my town, would you like to go? I was actually gonna buy the tickets. They were very expensive too. And uh, he said, oh no, I don't really, I don't really feel like that. I, it'd be much too late. It'd be much too late when I get there for that. I said, oh, oh, oh okay, uh, okay, all right. He got here in plenty of time to go to this event, hours before this event. And he got here and he wanted to hang around my house. And I said something about maybe go get a bite to eat. And he said, well, I'm not really hungry yet. And so I thought, oh, okay, you know, reasonable enough. So he's, he makes himself at home on my sofa. He's got my, my remote control, 84 inch TV, Roku. He's sitting here playing, having himself good times, feet up on my coffee table. And I just thought, he puts on some old cowboy movie and I thought, I don't want to watch that shit. I don't want to watch that. What's up with that? So I thought, uh, okay, well, I really don't know how to bring up this conversation. Like, hey, I really don't want to watch that. I'm not even the least bit interested. So I piddled and puttered around my house doing things. He had gotten up at some point and gone to his car to, I don't know, get his phone charger, plug something. I don't know. I don't know. I was busy taking care of my household little projects that I hadn't had time to take care of now that I got an afternoon off. A little while later, I said, well, so I bring it up again. Let's go do something. Oh, I don't really feel like I just want to relax today. Well, in my head, the voice was screaming, go home and relax. Get off my damn sofa. But I didn't. I, my politeness kind of kicked in, took over. I don't know why that, that little thing on my shoulder is always making me be polite because I don't feel like that. So that goes on. Another movie. I thought, what the hell? I putter around a little further, and I, I noticed that in my guest bathroom that 
think something's different in there, but I, I don't know what, and I, oh, okay. So I'm, cause I'm putting around the house, putting things away and, you know, cleaning up, folding some laundry. I, you know, I, I'm killing time here at my house, feeling awkward in my own house, feeling unwelcomed and out of place in the, my own house that I pay all the bills to. I pulled myself together, thought I'm overreacting. I'm, it's all in my head. I'm, I'm, I go in my ensuite my bathroom in my private bedroom and I noticed there is a toothbrush and an extra bar of soap in my bathroom on the counter. What in the hell? So I, I said, is that yours? Knowing it was, oh, did, the damn cat didn't bring it in. And he said, oh yeah, he said, I was just going to stay over. He says, long drive. I said, it's only an hour. It's not a long drive. Date number two. Oh, okay. Uh, no, I said, I, 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 that's not, uh-uh. No, no, I, we're not going to do that. You have wasted my whole afternoon off. I don't get a lot of time off, and I'm offended and put out that you have wasted my whole afternoon off. This is not a date. This is you being a bum, hanging around my house, soaking up my air conditioning, playing with my Roku 84-inch TV, and uh, watching my streaming channels, and uh, eating snacks, and just hanging out, helping yourself in my fridge. Drank my last beer. I had one little beer in the fridge, just one. It had been there for, I don't know, a few days, a week, month, I, hell, who knows. But went, got in the fridge, opened that beer, and told me, oh, uh, you're out of beer. I, when he had said it earlier in the day, I didn't say it. I just thought... Who in the F is he talking to? I'm out of beer. Like I was supposed to. I'd had all the acting polite that I could take. And I just let him have it. I said, you, this is, you're rude. You don't have any dating etiquette. You don't have any house manners. And you, you don't. And he said, uh, well, you know, I, I've got a good job. And it, the fuck does that got to do with me? I got a good job too. Was that, you have a job? That's what you got to offer, fool. Do you see this beautiful home and all these pretty things in it? Guess who provides them? Me. I got a job. Get the hell out of my house. Go home. Y'all, I'm going to be single forever. I am just sure of it. <sighs> Y'all that are married, keep in mind all the good ones are married. Y'all take good care of them, okay? Congratulations. Take good care of them. But we who threw some out, we should not have thrown them out with the trash. No. We should have taken them down to the garbage incinerator and tossed them in there so that our counterparts wouldn't have to be doing this in the dating pool. I'm going to be single forever. It's a good thing I like myself. It's a good thing I enjoy my own company because I'm going to be single forever. This is what not to do. She was very, 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 very patient with him. Here's the thing. There were several red flags there that she ignored. Now, 
now, she's probably a gentle, sweet lady and would probably be a good person to be in a relationship with, believe it or not. She's considerate. But here is the thing. She's too considerate for the wrong person. And this is what happens to many women. They roll out the red carpet for the wrong guy. That first date, Wendy didn't ask much of her during the conversation. Red flag number one. When he wanted to go back to her place after the first date, red flag number two. More so because of the fact that, as I told you before, until you're comfortable, at least until the third date, you don't take nobody home. You don't even let them know where you live. You don't do that. You don't know them like that. They're still a complete stranger. The other thing, she took him out on the patio because she didn't want him in her house. She really didn't want him there. She felt uncomfortable in her own place. Something that is a red flag right there. Like I always told you, comfort is a big thing for women. So with this, she got him out of there the first time. The second time, he lied to her said it was going to be a long drive. He was there. And what did he do? He had no intentions of spending any money. So he sat there. And he was going to camp out. He even brought his toothbrush and all that. That was the reason why he went in the car. He was accustomed to dealing with women that would accept that. Now. Here's the sad thing about it. She's probably lonely and wanted to be accommodating and wanted to be cordial. But he cost her money. And it wasn't worth it. I tell you, ladies, the only time a man should cost you money when it comes to your job is when things are going so well between the two of you that you call in sick or you tell them that you're not going to be able to make it or you set up a vacation day or something. Outside of that, over this BS, the answer would be no. Now, he didn't want to go anywhere after he got to her place. Because the way he looked at it, I'm not spending any money. I'm living off of her now. And he felt as though he could walk around the house as if it was his. I'm willing to bet you nine times out of ten, this guy's homeless. Or his living arrangements are not up to par. She has the things he wants to have. Problem is, you don't want to work for it. Now, it could very well be that this guy has a good job and has money saved aside, but his money, as he sees it, is more valuable than hers. Well, there are women that like that, too. They'll hang on to every dollar they have, but want a man to spend every dollar of his. And we know how to avoid those women altogether. So, what it comes down to, in essence, let's face it, it comes down to her having to toughen herself up a bit. 
and being more selective when she chooses to even date. Because see, right now, what's wrong is that, remember those four questions I always tell you about? Question categories, who are you? What's your purpose? What are your strengths and weaknesses? And what are your intentions? The same four category of questions they ask you on a job interview. Problem is, this guy right here, he's trying to initially normalize this behavior. And he read her personality. He saw that she was passive. And he was going to try to just go ahead and, you know, Humphrey Bogart his way into it. Ladies, don't let this happen to you. Fellas, you already know better. She brings that toothbrush. You wrap that toothbrush up and take it with, make sure she takes it with her. She hangs her dress in your closet. And the relationship hadn't even gotten to that level yet. You already know. Yeah, fellas, I'll tell you one thing. When she starts hanging those panties in the bedroom, in the bathroom, she'll go and put them in the washing machine, but she'll hang dry them to let any other female know that, hey, I'm here. Don't get beguiled by that, fellas, and think that, oh, you know, she's my lady. No, she may be your nightmare. Because if she's moving that quickly, there's a good possibility you'll never get rid of her if things don't work out. What this lady actually avoided in this situation is taking on another child. She probably already had her children grown and gone. The one thing that you have to realize with a lot of women that are 50 plus, many of them haven't really had a chance to go out, party, travel, and all this stuff. That's the reason why you see in most of the personal ads and these profiles, they're always talking about they want someone that's into hiking, traveling, that kind of thing. And that's good for a guy that hasn't done those things, that has the resources to do them. But if you're a guy that's already done all that shit when you were young and enjoyed it, It's a moot point. Because you could enjoy it when you were in your prime. Being a little bit older, try going on a hike and it's 100 degree weather out there. Like some of those people here in Nevada and out there in Arizona, having to be picked up by the paramedics. You gotta be practical. The other thing, even if you were to get injured at an older age, it's going to take you longer to heal. So you want to do something within moderation. I know we want to prove a point in life, but you know what? You also have to understand your limits in order to prove that point. And sometimes we kind of let that go follow. 
Now, the other thing too here. Many of you have come out of marriages and you've been accustomed to coping with situations that you don't have to. And some of you are going to have to break that spell at some point. And understand that, okay, I was in my marriage. Now that I'm an independent person, I can make decisions and don't have to worry about stepping on people's feelings. Because you got to remember, this guy had no equity in this situation at all. None whatsoever. Not a criticism on her because she's only reflecting what she's accustomed to based on what she was exposed to in life. There's no criticism there. She was kind and very patient. Most people wouldn't have hung around and knew. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. They wouldn't have put up with that. They would not have put up with it. You know, it's funny. A friend of mine recently was telling me about, he rents a room in a house here in Vegas. And the lady that he's going out with has a home down in Henderson. And he was talking about, even though she has all this, he feels as though he's inadequate because he's on a fixed income and he can't keep up with her financially because she's still working. Still got a few more years before she retires. And he was asking me about how did I feel when I dated Monica? I said, well, that was a whole different situation. I had my own apartment. There was no problem. But the problem is I can never catch up with the amount of money she made. But she was born wealthy. So I had to focus on the human factor in the relationship. Monetarily, if she wanted a man that made as much as she did or could make more, she could have done that, but she wasn't into that. And what I was telling them was, there's a good possibility she's not into you for their money. She's into you because she really cares about you. She just doesn't want to be exploited. Nobody does. But he feels out of control because he's used to being in control. He used to have a home. He used to have a family. He had all this stuff. And then he started scaling down when he retired because he's on a fixed income. And he's embarrassed by that. And I told him, don't be. Because there are a lot of women walking around here talking a big game, but a lot of them are drawing social security checks just like everybody else. So, you have to look at it from the standpoint of you can only do what you can. After you get past 40, you need to be yourself completely. Not partially, not with the superficial shit, but be who you are. When you're younger, you're trying to be something you're not usually. Because you want to keep up with the friends, you want to be trendy. And then what happens, you start to realize, especially when you get older, how much money you threw away when you were younger. 
then you start to scratch your head and say, damn. Even though I know where every dollar was spent in those days I was out there, I don't regret the experience. And I don't regret where the money went. But one thing I will say, I enjoyed it. A lot of people will spend their lives working and then they want to live when they're 50, 60 years old or when the kids grow up and move out. And there are certain changes that take place. You got to get through some of you the empty nest type thing, the loneliness. Some women feel as though, well, damn, what do I do now? You know, my kids are grown and gone. Because you've prided yourself on being mom. You're still mom, but they're now grown. And sometimes you wish they were small again. Some of you do. Others of you can't wait till they get out. But the whole thing is, Many of you have never had an opportunity to be on your own. And now you're an adult. And you're saying, damn, you know, I wish I was 21 and on my own now. Because you would have probably structured life differently. Probably would have structured your whole existence differently. But what you have to do is go on from where you are. Not limit yourselves, but keep in mind that you have to be a lot wiser now than you were even before. That wisdom that you learned throughout that marriage, throughout the relationships, you're going to have to tune it up a bit in the sense that you don't want to come off as too rigid, but you don't want to come across as too gullible either. You're looking for a partner that's going to work with you. Not someone that's out to take advantage. Not someone that's looking for a place to stay. Not someone that's literally out there to exploit you in any kind of way. I remember Monica used to get pissed at me. I don't know why you had a damn apartment. Uh, you you know I got plenty of space here. That, that house was so big, you get lost in it. It was huge. True enough, I could have stayed there, but I chose not to because it was hers, not mine. We weren't married. And she couldn't understand the concept, and she used to really get upset with me about that. But what I wanted to show her respect for what she had. Something this gentleman did not show this lady in any form, way, or fashion, or even the woman before in the other excerpt, when the guy moved his stuff in with her new stuff, her stuff to a new apartment. Oh, you have people that are like that. And ladies, you think this is bad? It's 10 times worse for men. 10 times worse. You will be surprised 
some of the women in the condition and situation that they have coming to men to move in. I told you on many of these dating sites when I'm going out with women here in Vegas. Cell phone bills. Wanting cell phones. Wanting car payments. Wanting help on their rent. One lady I went out with, she was going to lose her house and needed help on a mortgage. Wanted me to move in to help her. Nope. Your crisis is not mine. And they don't care. There's no shame. Because, see, what they're going to throw over a man is you, the man, it's your responsibility. And what a lot of women under that traditional thinking are realizing now, many of them got bullshitted. Where the husbands was taking care of everything, now they're divorced, and they wound up on the short end of the stick. Because see, some think about the assets they'll get, the money they'll get after the divorce. But what they don't realize is that the debts are also, the liabilities are also included in that. And if your liabilities are over the assets, many of you come out with nothing. And the one thing to keep in mind too, as these situations evolve, where you meet a person, the one thing to keep in mind is this. That first interaction with them, instead of focusing on the aesthetics, you need to focus more on the character because that's what you're going to be stuck with. The aesthetics you can change. Those other things, that character, the behavior, the situation, those are things that are going to be more concrete. And you're going to have to figure out how you're going to navigate around that. So let's look at this gentleman, for instance. His character, nonchalant. His behavior, the same way. Which means he doesn't respect other people's property. There's a good possibility he doesn't expect doesn't respect even where he works or even his own stuff and the worst thing in the world you could ever run into is a person who values their things over everyone else's to a point where they disrespect everyone else's accomplishments or things that's a messed up situation You should never feel uncomfortable in your own residence. No reason for it whatsoever. The next thing to keep in mind, in these situations that you may find yourself where you're now trying to cope with the person, don't waste another minute in the day. the day. It's not going to get any better, trust me. And if you have to start giving them instructions on how to treat you or how to do things, 
you're not there as their teacher. They should know these things. Now, by the way, changing the subject a bit for those of you. The state of Tennessee now uh, looks like they have passed the law for maternal fraud. So some of you ladies, let me explain some of the things that are associated with it. If you have a hookup with a guy, many of you Gen X ladies don't have to worry about this as much. But if you hook up with a guy, for some of you Gen Y, Gen X, uh, Gen Zs, and if you're in the state of Tennessee and you get pregnant by him, you can't just fly down to the courthouse and get child support anymore. You have to have an established relationship with them. If not, oh well. One thing to keep in mind. Next thing. They require paternity tests now. So that the wrong guy won't get stuck with a lot of child support payments. They're tightening down on that stuff. As you know, Texas has gone off the chain because they're doing away with no-fault divorce, from what I understand. And by the way, you might want to, if you live in Texas, you might want to check the new laws that they're working on. One of them is if you're a drunk driver, convicted of drunk driving, and you have an accident, and someone in that car is like a mother or a father of a child, you may be stuck paying child support for that family as a result because of the absence of the father or mother. You might want to check your laws because these laws are changing coming into 2024. Just to keep an eye out. In all of these cases, all of these uh, excerpts today, what have we learned? We've learned that coming out of marriages sometimes, you're more sensitive and sometimes some of the behavior that you normally would have with the coping, you may have to come out of that coma in order to put your foot down and assert yourself in a way where you're not taken for granted because there are people out there that will take advantage of now I know it's hard for many of you Gen X and even some of you boomer ladies in order to find a decent man just like it is for men to find decent women because see let me tell you what we have on our side of the equation as a boomer male we run across women that can't even pay their bills a lot of times, their own bills. Doesn't matter whether she thought she could be on Social Security, she could be working. And usually it's because of some priority that's misappropriated. Guys write in all the time about this, 65, 60 years old. And it's frustrating. This one gentleman wrote in 
of New Hampshire. And he was dating a lady. And she's in her mid-60s. And she's paying the college tuitions with two of her grandkids. And the parents depend on her for everything. And she doesn't know how to say no. Or she doesn't want to say no. And he's thinking about ending a relationship based on that. Because eventually, she's going to get to the point of asking him for money. What most of the guys in my age range are looking for are women who are over the materialistic shit and want to cruise through the next 20, 30 years of their lives with someone they could enjoy, genuinely love, as opposed to someone that they got to go and act like they're 31 or 29 again under a lot of stress and pressure. By the same token, we don't want the woman that's worn out emotionally. I'm talking about the ladies that are like, oh, I'm so tired. You know, I'm tired. I went through this marriage. I'm tired. I'm tired. Well, don't put your profiles on the dating sites if you're so damn tired. What the hell you want to do? Find somebody else tired and go to sleep together for the next two decades? Are those that are still angry from their past marriage? That was a choice you made. That's your anger, nobody else's. And ladies, I know about your issues with men. Because you write in, leave messages about it all the time. The woman that wrote in, that uh, left a message about the guy, she went out with the bowling alley, at the bowling alley. And how he was wearing these designer jeans. And he went to roll the ball. And his pants fell off. It never ends. It never ends. But in any case, the one thing that I hope you do get from this is an awareness that if you're running through some hard situations, if you're a Gen X divorcee, so are other people. But there's some other people that are doing well in finding relationships also. So it's going to take a little time for you to get things together probably. So that you could better decipher what's best for you. Some of you already know. You just haven't found a person because where you're located, it's not there. So... For the most part, keep a positive attitude. Those of you who are inquiring about the book, I finally um, decided to use Grammarly to help me with the book a bit. Still working on it and uh, trying to scale it down a bit. And we'll get that out, hopefully. Sometimes I'm hoping, hoping that we get it out 
somewhere around maybe mid next year hopefully I have to see because as you know for those of you who don't I'm working on the book on my phone yes I have a computer but the reason why I don't use it for that purpose is because of the fact that I'm visually impaired but we'll get it done need not worry stay positive stay optimistic it's going to be better than you think talk to you guys tomorrow romantic truth appreciate your listenership listeners you're invited to stream and listen to jorzen's music on apple music amazon music spotify audio mac or deezer type in jausan in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by romantic truth anchor or any of its affiliates the advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal marital or family counseling or for professional practice purposes in the event for professional assistance please contact the local licensed professional family counselor marriage counselor or social services professional in your region if you need someone to talk to in regards to help you may contact the national suicide prevention lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.